Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Riot Podcast. I'm Jackson Schote, and I'm here with Kirby Terrio. And it's the first time we've done one in a while. We've had school, work, and just like a whole bunch on our plate. But we're back because we're in the heat of sports. We kind of just ended the big mix-up where it was the end of baseball, start of basketball, and the heart of football season. But what we are going to talk about today is, first off, the Braves winning the World Series. Y'all know I'm from Atlanta. Yeah. And Hold on. But before, born and raised there. You know I got to get geeked yeah. about it. I'm sorry. I, I, get, I, I got that you geeked, man. But before that, let's, you know, let's roll through a few announcements beforehand. Uh, we will be uh, having the separate fantasy podcast later on down the line. All we're talking about right now is just major sports news. Because, you know, we're major sports geeks. And there's a lot of it this yeah, particular random Wednesday. And that's why we kind of wanted to start it start it back up now when there's a lot of news coming out. Uh, you know, just wanted to get back into this thing and just, you know, let y'all know what's, what's going on around everything. Because there's a bunch of actual, you know, fantasy questions – or not fantasy questions, but just questions <coughs> in general that people are asking a lot. And there's a lot of stuff that's breaking right now, too. It's, mm-hmm. And go, you can go ahead and write this down, Kirby, because I might throw something new in there. Today we're going to talk about, of course, the World Series. Um, fantasy football we already stated, which that goes pretty deep because we have a lot of injuries, a lot of players that just aren't going to be playing anymore, a lot of Bama players specifically like Derrick Henry, Henry Ruggs, and Calvin Ridley. Calvin stepping away for his own mental reasons. Mm-hmm. Henry Ruggs killed a guy in a car accident. God bless who he killed. Hopefully God can bless some sense into the man and he'll learn from his mistake. It was a tragic situation. We're going to get into it. But Derrick Henry, if you don't know, his, he's having foot surgery. Yeah. So but Adrian Peterson's coming back from the NFL graves to but, revive that run game. Yeah, but we'll get but we'll get to that eventually. Of course. But right now, right now we want to talk about this big World Series is happening. It's finally happened. It took what 22 years? Yeah. 22 years, people in the making. The Braves finally have done it again yeah. and won the World Series off of honestly, and and if you were watching the last game, one of the greatest home runs I've ever seen the one of the greatest you know pimp jobs I've seen as well I mean Solaire took a slider inside absolute yard and it's over awesome. the rail over the railroad tracks dog that was insane the video on Twitter if y'all follow us on Twitter where he's pimping the home run with father stretch my hands my <laughs> behind it it's beautiful because <clears throat> there's been so many videos. Like I've seen just clips of him in the on deck circle, just watching somebody hitting a home run and seeing oh, yeah. how hype Solaire gets for it. Like he he deserved a big one. Who also deserved a big one. Just everything was first off the city of Atlanta. Yeah, everybody's hated on him yes. ever since we lost in Houston. Uh, I say we. I'm, y'all know I'm not a Falcons fan, but the city lost in Houston to Tom Brady in that big 28-3. We love, yeah. we love being reminded, especially now since we won the World Series in Houston. Let them get a game at home. They can win that. We were, what, February, were we 9, 8 or 9 and 0 
at home until we lost that last game. Yep, I think so. We just lost that one on purpose because we just wanted to go into Houston and bring it back home. Whoop that Dude, ass! Like they were seven and nothing. That awesome. I mean, great. I really wanted it to be Sox and Braves because my two teams have always been Red Sox, Braves, mm-hmm. but. Screw it, man. It was awesome. I mean, my teams have always been. No, who also deserved it one sec was Dansby Swanson. Yes. Out, yes. Looking at second. He yes. wanted to make the play, but just throwing it straight on the first. He gave it that little Aaron Rodgers quick look and then look back. Hey, he that's, it. that's good Dude, baseball. A... That's good baseball. I like that, though. He's when... the man. He deserved that shit. He's hey, so underrated. If you're looking for the next, you know, Derek Jeter, the next captain, you know, captain of baseball, look look no further than Dansby Swanson, man, for real. Honestly. He's over underrated. He's bro. really he really is underrated. Granted, I do say Alex Bregman Alex Bregman is better. Just I say that he, he's an L I say that because I'm an LSU fan and he came from LSU. He was drafted second overall. Over Bregman's Dansby. a beast and Altuve. It should have been should have been Bregman. Should have been Bregman first, then Dansby. But that hey, we're gonna leave that off to the side. Dansby finally got him one, and I have been watching Dansby ever since he played at Vanderbilt. Played shortstop at Vanderbilt. Amazing player. He, he this is well deserved, especially yeah. not just him, but Freddie Freddie, Free, yeah, Freddie, Freddie Freeman, twelve years in the league, finally Dude, got him a World Series. I don't think Freddie gets enough credit for how beautiful his swing is he, like, he really has swing. one of the most crisp swings like that I, when i just look at his swing it's not it looks so different from from uh from ken griffey but yes. dude it's just it's just smooth like that you know it's like it's not effortless looking it, it just looks like he knows what he's doing he has the same swing every time it's yeah just it gorgeous, looks bro. It, it looks like he has a plan every at bat it looks like he has you know that the smooth inside out that you always want to see extending with the hands through the ball and finishing through i i agree this is amazing for fred yeah it was it was amazing to watch especially for i know everybody in who born and raised in georgia got family in georgia anybody who's a braves fan Mm -hmm. braves country got that dub and they've been waiting the city's been waiting long enough for it and dude let's Let's go ahead and switch it into football, and it's a good way to transition into the dogs being one of the best teams yes, in the nation. That is Bro, an amazing. Thing. Georgia probably has the best defense that we've seen since one of those Alabama teams, mm-hmm. and they really like almost shut Florida out. So the Florida Georgia game happened last week. Next mm-hmm. week we have uh, Georgia and Missouri, and then Alabama has it's Alabama LSU. You know LSU is going to be trying to win. Hey, yeah, they they're gonna try and win it for Coach O whether they hey, want to play for him or this not. This is this is a big game, not I, just not just for Coach O, but for the city of Louisiana and the fact that uh, Alabama. Yeah, Kirby has a cliche question to ask, but Kirby, Alabama, you, Alabama, right now they have they have fallen, and right now they're not if, looking like the strongest team in this college football area. Can can you honestly say? Can you ask? Actually, ask this question. This is a hot topic, people. Has the Alabama dynasty finally ended? Has it has it finally crumbled? No, and I'm gonna say no because look, they still have a chance to win the BCS national championship. It's still too early to ask that, Kirby. Like, I understand it, 
But at the same time, you got to realize this is a one-win team who can beat LSU in a year. Yes. Like, they went eight straight. We went eight years without beating them, bro. Okay. Like, they're probably going to beat us, even though we're going to be trying to beat them. Mm-hmm. But look, they have a freshman quarterback who's yep. very good and very probably is going to be the next NCAA super, superstar. Mm-hmm. They also are still stacked at their position groups. They have one of the best offenses in the nation still, bro. And that's why you can't say that yet. And I'm going to answer that question for you honestly. No, it's not over because they can still beat a very good Georgia defense if they outscore their off the Georgia offense. <laughs> that's my one thing. I'm with it, bro. I think Georgia's the best team in the country because they have two great quarterbacks, which their problem has always been subpar quarterback play. Mm-hmm. And I won't say, oh, subpar. I would say average quarterback play has yeah. been their problem because they've yeah. never had a bad quarterback, just not a quarterback to get them over the hump. Mm-hmm. Now they have two good quarterbacks, and it doesn't matter who's playing, who's starting for them because the team around the quarterbacks on this team is so good. But is that offense good enough to outscore Alabama, bro? Defense is good to hold Alabama to, I think, 21 to 28 points because Alabama's never out of the football game. We both know that. Even when we beat them with Joe Burrow, dude, they scored, like, what, three three touchdowns three, three, in the last two minutes? At least three. Like, yes. they're never out of a ball game, and that's what scares me about them with Georgia, bro. Like, I can't just give Georgia the, the national championship or week, mm-hmm. week eight. I, I, Week ten in the season. I understand what you're saying, but the reason why I'm asking this question, there's only one reason I'm asking this question. Or actually, there's multiple reasons. There actually is multiple reasons why I'm asking this question. I mean, when you look at the Alabama team as a whole, not just not just the offense. The offense is very high powered with Mechie and with Bryce Young and all their players. But when you look at the team as a whole, they just don't look as strong as some of these some of these very other some of, some young, of these other bro. teams. And as I, and as I'm also looking, you know, through these rankings but as look, well, you're looking at a lot of different. I, I'm I'm bringing this out, but you're looking at, at a lot of different players this year in the. Uh, but you are looking at a lot of different ones. And there's a lot of good teams that can beat Bama, honestly. But that's why what I'm... you're not taking in consideration is that this is probably the best coach young team and the most disciplined young team in the nation. Mm-hmm. Even though they're a young team, technic- usually like Boise State has a young team, they're getting like five wins. Kentucky has a young team, they're getting like six wins, barely being bowl eligible. Dude, Bama has a young team. Them young kids are gonna be good by week ten. My my thing with that is, is that this isn't a typical college era anymore. I believe this college era has changed in the sense of, you know, me and you both, me and you, we both play NCAA fourteen. You know, when and when you play, there's not as many transfer requests. True. And when you and, I know when what you, you're and when you go in nowadays, the transfer portal is so big nowadays. It's so big. Now you can get a, a five star quarterback from Ohio State and you can send him down to SMU. And now SMU is now a top five team because yeah. this quarterback actually knows how to run an offense. And it, and it's that type of stuff. It's like you know, you got Oregon in the all. You got Oregon in here now. You know, you got uh, 
You got other you got other teams. Georgia's finally up there for the for the first time in a minute. Uh, Cincinnati's ranked sixth. Might even go up in the rankings eventually, up into the top four eventually. Uh, other other teams, you know, Wisconsin was big. BYU is still a pretty good team. Baylor is still a great team. Michigan State popped the top three teams we never see. Never saw in the past make it multiple years. Now we're starting to see them finally creep back up into relevancy again. You know, the, these these types of teams that don't usually have a chance, but the transfer portal has now created that chance for them to reach this national title level. Yeah, and I know what you're saying. Dude, I think Cincinnati can legitimately beat I do believe that, too. I believe Georgia can. I believe Cincinnati can. I agree with what you're saying and the fact that Bama's vulnerable, and I think that Cincinnati does have a legitimate chance. But what I'm saying is it's still – it's a different era of college football, but it's still college football, son. Mm -hmm. We're going to see Bama. We're going to see Georgia, and we're going to see Ohio State most likely, like, Mm -hmm. run shit. And before before I get anybody trying to come in and try to, you know, debunk my – what I'm trying to say, you know, you know, I, I heard, you know, one of these coaches come on Pat the Pat McAfee show talking about how uh, uh, this transfer portal is actually going to make it harder for some of these uh, not well-known teams to get into the top. I actually disagree with that personally. I very much disagree with that personally because if you're an actual player, if you're a competitor – there are a lot of kids out there, a lot of kids out there that want the national championship, but they don't want to start behind anybody. Yeah, They don't want to start behind somebody. They want to start, period. They want to get out on that field, and they want to win that national title. There are people that are – there are kids that are gritty like that. Joe Burrow was one of those people. Could have stayed at Ohio State and honestly won a national championship, you know, Two years ago. But he went years ago. somewhere else. He, but went he went somewhere where he saw potential, bro. Exactly. That's, that's what, why that's why I'm saying this transfer yeah. portal is not like how this like how some of these coaches are saying that it's gonna go. It's not. Like kids kids are stupid, but they're also gritty. They're competitive. They want to win more than the kid next to them. They want believe me, the national title, that's not their ultimate goal. That wasn't Joe Burrow's ultimate goal. Joe Burrow wanted to get to the NFL and win, win it all, win the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes went to Texas Tech and wanted to win it all, not just the national championship. Baker they, Mayfield went from Texas Tech to Oklahoma to win it all. Exactly. Like, That's what I'm saying. And, uh, it's not going to be like how Baker these Mayfield say. walked on twice, not just to fucking play. Baker Mayfield walked on to fucking start and win a championship somewhere. He didn't give a fuck where it was. He grew up in Austin and then went to fucking Texas's rival, Texas Tech, and then went to Texas's other rival, Oklahoma, because Texas, he lived right under Texas's nose and Texas never scouted homeboy. And he said, fuck it. I'm going to go everywhere that I can play Texas and beat te- beat the hell out of Texas that's, just so they know. That's exactly why I'm saying. That's, you what, know, you're that's, why, that's what Kirby's talking about here. That, like, he wants people to come in with a fucking motive, with a 
with a motive to kill another team. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's why I'm saying there's you're going to have those five-star athletes that, yeah, just want to go to a Alabama. You know, we have we had one of those go to our school. Wanted to go to Alabama because it was going to be better. He's going to get a ring guaranteed. But where will he go after that? That's all, That's what we're saying. This transfer portal is allowed the kids that are hungry and are looking for the opportunity to play to play. That's it, it's allowing that. It's allowing those four star, those three star athletes that maybe actually should be starting over the five star athletes to go somewhere else to join maybe a program like LA Tech or you know like Baylor. Dude, or, it ain't even just that. It's, or Oregon. Some of these cats are just you know, trying to win bowl games and get noticed by schools. Get, Bro, look. Get no, no, or, look. or just get noticed by NFL teams. Look, yeah, exactly. Look, Boogie Knights is a perfect example, bro. Like, dude was at Akron, and now he's playing under our noses here at ULM, and he's playing some great downs of football and mm-hmm. catching everything in sight, bro. Like, he's got his own apparel. He's got his own, like, sponsorships. Exactly. Dude's balling, literally, and he's getting money for it. Here in little old ULM, the Warhawks down here in Monroe, bro. He's getting money to play football. Revive, actually helping revive a program, honestly. Yeah, he really is. And, like, their coach is just, like, he's exciting. Like, dude, that's what we need, bro. More small schools like that to boss up and, like, have have a reason to be on ESPN at night. And, you know, like, have a reason for us to watch this fucking piss-ass Baylor versus ULM game, like, or or it's or, actually not going to be a blowout. Let's or, watch it. It's or, on you TV. Know, Let's go. Or you know, watch the piss ass game of you know Washington State versus uh, some other you know West Coast team. Like it allows these other teams that you know don't get on Oregon TV Institute as much. of Technology. Yeah, they get a <laughs> no, but for real, like these small schools actually have a chance now. And it's fun to watch. Even dude, even the FCS schools are playing for a right to get into FBS, mm-hmm. bro. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was watching freaking I mean, everybody remembers Appalachian State. Who watches football? Everybody remembers Appalachian State upset in Michigan. But I remember watching noted uh Boise upset Virginia Tech and um and Georgia, like almost upsetting Ole Miss. I remember North Dakota State coming in and upsetting like Iowa State, and then mm-hmm. upset in Iowa the next year. It's just shit like that. Like, teams who are, like, never been heard of. Like, look at that, dude, for real. No, North Dakota State, an FCS school. Minnesota. Beats a, beats a couple stool, beats a couple teams and then gets back in there. And then they have, before you know it, you got Trey Lance, you got Dallas Goddard. Dallas mm-hmm. Goddard's from San Diego State, but you get what the fuck I'm saying. Yes. These FCS guys are, like, exactly. getting looked at by NFL. Exactly. I mean, like... Well, Teams. Another another good team to look at that I guess just came up through the rankings in, in the past few bro. years. One would be Coastal Carolina. Yeah, another would be another good one would be Wake Forest. Dude, Charlotte. But, you went like a lot of North Carolina teams have gotten really good yeah, at football. But let me let me tell you about the team that literally has come from out of nowhere. Nobody's literally heard of this team until they started winning last year. And that is Minnesota. Minnesota, the transfer portal well, has been, made Minnesota. Well, look, they've always a been bomb. a Big Ten team, but they've had they've benefited a lot from I think it's PJ Flex, their coach. Ever since he came in from Western Michigan, Minnesota has been booming. Like they've added a lot of guys 
they've recruited a lot of guys from the south specifically georgia <clears throat> they've had the big the tallest and biggest o-line out of everybody in college football last year i'm pretty sure they still got the tallest player in college football like six nine three eighty pounds dude's a ridiculous but like mainly I think what you're trying to talk about is like Liberty, bro. Like nobody oh, yeah. even knew what Liberty yeah, was, and then all another... of a sudden they got a Heisman front runner. But then even though they're balling out, like still that that small team ULM comes in and upsets them. Like anything can happen anything any given Saturday happen now. now, bro. It's it's awesome to watch. It's made college football more of a a competition. <clears throat> I think it COVID really year has. really did better for college football, honestly. Like yes. After COVID year. A lot of shit changed, and I think a lot of it changed for the better. But we need to move into NFL. Let's go ahead and end this last 10 minutes of the first segment with some NFL news. I'm going to start with the first one. So Henry Ruggs was driving his green Chevrolet Corvette. Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of research on it, and just like just because it struck me because Every time Henry Ruggs scores a touchdown, he does a little kneel or something. He does a celebration every time. It's for his friend that he lost and who was driving drunk, apparently. And he lost his friend when he was younger. And his friend wanted told him, he like, you dude, you got talent. Like, go and do this. And so he every time he scores a touchdown, he gives three fingers up to the air for his friend who died in a car accident driving drunk. So two days ago, from the time that we're recording this, Henry Ruggs is driving with his girlfriend. They're both 22 years of age, drunk at 157 miles per hour. He makes contact with a RAV4, and the person driving this RAV4 was just a 23-year-old woman and her dog. Wiped out, and the woman dies with her dog trapped in the car and they couldn't get out she burns to death henry ruggs can do nothing but sit and watch with his girlfriend on the curb as his his corvette is just destroyed and just watches the woman die he can't do anything so yesterday or today henry ruggs was no yes it was yesterday because it was tuesday he was released by the oakland raiders he made bomb he made bond too, so he was released from prison as well. Yeah, but he's definitely not gonna stay out. He's going to do some time. You don't. There was a loaded gun in the car. It's just not a good scene for the young man, and it's rough. It really is, bro. It's a tragedy to hear all that. Because that's everything. There's no part of the story that I just told that's fake or good to hear. Man, imagine what he's thinking. Dude, there ain't no, it, it doesn't matter, bro. It's over with. He fucked up big time. And I know. It's, it's tough, bro. For a young dude, like. But think about all what you just said. Go, like, you said his buddy got killed from drunk driving. You know, he does celebration. It's not learning from your mistakes. The and dude, it's not being responsible. I know that. But that's not the point of it. That's, it's. My thing is just, my thing is just like. What do you think his psyche is right now? The dude literally did the thing and killed somebody. It doesn't matter, that, dude. That's not for us to speculate. But what, what we can talk about is what led to this, bro. Like, how do you get back into a car and then do some shit like that after you, like you said, your buddy? Like, how could you 
how could you, bro? Like, how could you be going that fast? Like, that's just recklessness. I understand it's at three in the morning. And I understand, but at three in the morning when you're drunk, your motive shouldn't be to hit, to gas and hit 157, bro. Your motive should be to get, get the hell home with your girl in the car, bro. Right? I understand, like, showing off while you're sober and you have a fast whip. But when you're drunk as fuck and it's 3 a.m., get the fuck home and go to bed and get ready for practice the next day, bro. Like, I understand that their coach has been fired for some other shit, and that's also pretty horrible to hear. But, like, there's no excuse for that, Kirby, like, yeah. at all. There's no excuse for it. There's no – dude, that's just something that everybody needs to hear from and actually fucking learn from because there's no sense in that shit. I mean – I just want to know where his mind was. Where what was he thinking? What were they trying to do? Because it just makes no sense to me. It really doesn't. I mean, literally from what you just said, you know, saying, you know, your buddy died from a car accident, drinking and driving. Like, yeah, I agree with you. How do you make that decision? How do you how do you do that? You know? I mean, I, I you know, I granted I get in my car and I drink and drive. But my first thought, you know, isn't to gas it. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. And Kirby, when you do that, you're like usually like not even five minutes from your house, bro. Like, and you don't have a Corvette, and you don't get paid millions, and you don't you don't live in Las Vegas nor Las Vegas, Nevada. You know, that's what why I mean? that's why I want to know what his mindset was. I want to There's, know what he was thinking. Yeah, that's just ignorance, bro. That should never have happened. That situation's horrible, bro. I mean, his I woke up and over. saw that, and that ruined my day, bro. His career's over, man. It's Literally, over. I just added him on fantasy, bro. I had him off of the waivers. The next day, I wake up and see that shit on my phone, like for real. And, that, on, and man. for that makes me sick. But let's move on. And well, hold on. Well, hold on, because <laughs> some uh, some viewers might be wondering, you know, how. Why is his career over? Eight, you know, Antonio Brown got back in the league, you know, and he Antonio did time Brown in didn't prison. Kill a guy. Yeah, that's that's what we're saying here. Didn't so, kill a woman and so, a dog. Uh, Rugs here will be charged for not just uh, DUI but vehicular manslaughter and uh, carrying a gun whilst doing all that. All those charges will combine together for probably uh, a sentence of over twenty years at least over 15 years. That's why we say his career is over. There's no, even if he appeals this, he has to spend at least minimum five years in prison. That's just how it's going to be. This, this guy's career is over. This is a sad thing that happened. It's tragic. It's very tragic. It honestly should have never happened. Uh, He's, I mean, he's going to probably going to be sitting in his jail cell, probably thinking about it for the next few years. Because, you know, this is how his buddy died. So, like. The other wide receiver from Bama who's in the news for not playing recently is Calvin Ridley. And he is doing this for his mental health. So, he's, I don't know how long he's going to be out. But if you have him on your fantasy, then that kind of sucks. Fantasy team, then that kind of sucks. Like, I know Jacob in our league has him. And he's just like, what the fuck? Because I have four guys with hamstring issues. And now this guy just doesn't want to play probably something going on and it's probably got some weight to it if he's not playing and I know Calvin Ridley just because I watch college football and Mm -hmm. I've watched him for a while and he's a guy who works very hard and he's a guy who actually is 
responsible from what I hear. Like, dude really wants to be great. So I'm sure it is something with a lot of weight to it if he's not playing for it. But also, Henry, uh, Derek Henry will be out. AP, Adrian Peterson will be coming in to fill his cleats and run the ball for the uh, for Tennessee, Tennessee Titans. Titans. Yeah, that's I, I know how much you hate the Titans. So yeah, I know it's it hard to say that. Man. I know it hurts to say. But hey, man, you got to pick everybody off the waiver wire. Dude, that I you think can. AP is going to be great. If we're all talking about old hoods real quick, let's go ahead and say Aaron Rodgers will be out too. I have him on my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. He tested positive him. for COVID-19. Yep. So what's the deal with him? Like everybody's saying he had like a fake card or some shit. Everybody's saying that he, you know, he was asked by the media if he'd done it, and he said, yeah. He but... got like antibodies or something to where it wouldn't hurt him or something. Yeah, he like he did something he did something different than getting the actual vaccine. But you it's like a natural vaccination but, or something. Yeah, but any in any who based I mean just based on that like it, even if he was vaccinated he still would have missed. He still would have missed this week. Got let's, let's just get that over with. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers the vaccination thing. I honestly think it's bullshit as most Americans honestly think it is. Yeah, and then it's either way um it looks like Jordan Love's going to get the start this Sunday. So um, we're going to get to see a little bit of what that looks like for real against Patrick Mahomes. I know a lot of people compared him to Patrick Mahomes when he came out of college. So I don't know. We're going to see, bro. He's got – he should be getting Devontae Smith back. Um, it's unfortunate that COVID's back in the discussion here with fantasy football. I think mm-hmm. Saquon's out for COVID, even though he was probably coming back for his ankle. But – uh. Yeah, we'll talk more about waiver, who to pick up to replace these guys off the waivers and everything else, who all is going to start in place of these cats when we come back. All right. All right. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Riot Podcast. Again, it is me, Kirby Terrio, and your boy, Jackson Choate. Now, Jackson, uh, I hear hear there's a question you've been wanting to ask me. All right, so uh, do you think – Adrian Peterson's actually going to be relevant. Do you think he's going to be able to hold it down while Derrick Henry's gone in fantasy? Is he going to be a good fantasy running back? So, I actually have a very – I do believe Adrian Peterson will actually take over Derrick Henry's role somewhat. Now, why why would you – why do you say what I asked that question? It's because – the way they use Derrick Henry is as a downhill running back. They use him to get downhill, get yards, bounce off or bounce off of would-be tacklers, and get you know those few yards needed, you know, to kind of get the play action going. That's what I'm thinking, like to re- make them respect the run. Yes, because with Derrick Henry, they can just jam it up the middle, and then exactly. with, when they get a <clears throat> AP, he's just gonna run. run yeah, right and guess up. and guess who was really good at that. You know, during the middle of his career, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. He was really good at doing that. I just don't want it to be like I had Adrian Peterson expecting to have like a good thirteen points. No, when it ends up being like Tevin Coleman, that's what it'll be. That's what it'll more likely be. It'll be more like I'm hoping it'll be a good Tevin Coleman, Tevin Atlanta Tevin Coleman. I what I'm thinking it'll be more like it is 
it'll be more like how Adrian Peterson was for Detroit. So if you have fantasy, you know, he'll have a good he'll have a few good weeks. Or Washington. You know. I think it's gonna be like Washington. Yeah. So he'll have a few good weeks where you'll he'll post, you know, thirteen to eighteen fantasy points, but then most of the weeks that he'll post 10 to 8. I saw a need, you know, bro. I just need something good in the RB2 until Saquon gets back. In other news, Saquon is probably going to be out again. He's got freaking COVID. So, uh, my <coughs> first pick in fantasy, probably most people's first pick, is still unplayable. We had a good run for like two, three weeks, and now it's back to shit. But I hear Christian McCaffrey's coming back. Is that true this uh, week? From what I hear, I actually do not think Christian McCaffrey will not be He's back. off the injured reserve. He's off the injured reserve. He wants to come back, but I think Tennessee's going to hold him out for at least one more week to make sure that he's okay. <clears throat> you know, they don't want to injure their – Yeah, but – Or, the, yeah, I heard Carolina, they, my bad. I'm sorry. What I also saw today was that Sam Darnold got, like, limited reps at practice, yeah. and it was mostly Pat – not Pat White. He plays like Pat White. Uh, P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker, yeah. But P.J. Walker is good. I think that he'll be actually pretty good. I think he's better for them than Sam. Like PJ Sam Walker. Darnold can be good with that team, but I just – P.J. Walker is more like RG3. Yeah, but my thing with, with Sam Darnold, once he hit the meat of the season, like after weeks one and two, like dude fell off. <laughs> He's like after he's he realized he can't run it every play and they can defend the read option like he he's it's rough for him. Um, I don't, what I don't think he realizes is running the read option every play is not. He's not that quarterback. He's not that guy. He's Kirby. not that guy. He's PJ Walker's that guy. PJ Walker is that guy because PJ Walker's fast as fuck and Sam exactly. Darnold's he's a fat shifty. fuck. <laughs> PJ Walker's also shifty. That's why I said PJ Walker's more like RG three. Yeah, but I don't know if we're talking fantasy, bro. What the hell is wrong with Robbie Anderson? Uh, he had one target for zero catches. That's what I get. I cannot so, understand these guys who get paid millions to go out there and catch zero balls. So. Run 65 routes what and get targeted zero times. What I think t- uh, Carolina is doing is what I realized last year yeah, when I had DJ Moore. That DJ that. Moore was the better receiver compared to Robbie Anderson, and he is. And DJ Moore is showing out, if you can't tell. DJ Moore's good as fuck. Bro. Exactly. DJ like Moore's the best receiver. He'll on catch the, team. the ball and then he'll just make everybody miss and then run over a guy. And he's like five foot nine. It's hilarious. It's exactly. awesome. That's what I love about him. And uh, he's in, so every D, in every D in every D ball, like he's still open. He's every, like so small, but he's strong as fuck. I know. He'll have like a six foot, he'll have like a six foot two, you know, cornerback cover him and he'll still be open down the yeah, he's fast as fuck too. If Robbie, if they're not gonna throw the ball to Robbie Anderson, they need to get Terrace Marshall out there and throw him the ball. Exactly. He's gonna catch everything. He's a lot like, dude. He's a lot like, cause he, rookie. He reminds me of rookie year Allen Robinson. And that's another thing we're gonna get to is we're gonna talk about running backs who are nobodies that are doing really good, mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk about big name wide receivers that aren't doing anything. that aren't doing anything, bro. Like. Allen Robinson is a veteran. D Hop forever. D Hop is 
D Hop's fine, bro. D Hop, if D Hop's floor is seven or eight points, I'm cool with that. His floor needs to be 12. His floor needs to be 12. I'm, I'm sorry. That's just. But I'm aware, it. though. They have like their roster stat. Everybody is, on that team is good. He's the best wide receiver they have, though. Why do they not feed him more? They yeah, do not I feed him. Like more. I told you that one night, how do you pay this man? How do you pay the best wide receiver in the league millions for him to catch the ball twice? And then the game winning scenario, you're going to throw it to AJ Green. Sorry. Exactly. He's not even looking for the ball. He's run blocking on a game winning pass play. And y'all, and, and you wonder why I say his floor needs to be twelve, and you wonder why I say that. That that's why he needs to be what Chris Godwin is, the safety net. That's what D Hop needs to be, but he's not anymore for some odd reason. I don't know why. D Hop just you just throw it up to D Hop, bro. Just throw it up to D Hop. Well, he, he proved and that he only does it twice. D Hop proved that even in quadruple coverage, he's still open. Sonic bag for me. It's trapped or, or double cup it. Yeah, that's badass. Cool. You know what? You know what I'm saying though. Yeah. D Hop proved D-Hop's last year against the Bills that even in quadruple coverage, he's still open. All right. So the other wide receiver who's doing nothing that has a big name is Odell Beckham Jr. Let's go ahead and talk about that, dude. Like his dad posted on Instagram that Baker Mayfield's yes. missing him on every play. He's open. And then the next day, he's told to stay home, even though he's ready for practice. Like, True, but you can't blame Baker for that either. That dude, what the hell are we doing banning their best receiver from playing? Like, We've already seen what the team looks like with Donovan Peoples-Jones as the best wide receiver. Why? It don't look good. Why are we making it happen? Why is he there? I don't know, bro. Like, it's that – Last year they said all we need all they need is OBJ and a healthy Jarvis and they're Super Bowl winners. Like I mean that's true. That's, but, that is true. Yet Odell Beckham may be a free agent this week. After this week. It's crazy. I wonder what he said. I wonder if anything was said. The that I saw today that Baker Mayfield has not heard anything from Odell in the last three days since all this happened. You don't know where he is. He can't like because they're wide receiver and quarterback, bro. They're they got each other's number. They're good. Like they're one and two, and like they don't. He don't know where his his guy is. Do you think he feels slighted in some way? I don't know, bro. Like. I know they've all been hurt, and it's been a rough start to the season, but I don't know what's going on with them. They need to fix something. I think they need to keep Odell, but do you I don't think, think that's going to happen. Do you think Kevin Stefanski is why Baker Mayfield is not throwing to Odell mm-hmm. Beckham? No. Baker's just been hurt. Like, his – he has the he has what Drew had. He has what Drew Brees had last season, dude. I know, but like, no. Look at last season, Kirby with the Saints. Drew Brees and Mike Thomas were like, they weren't the same. Like even when they like, they were never even on the field with each other. Even when yes. they were on the field with each other, mm-hmm. like, that. That's exactly what Cleveland's going through. So, but they're probably gonna lose Odell and. The Saints are probably going to lose Mike, Mike Thomas because Mike Thomas hasn't played a down of football in two years, but he's still hurt. 
Like he wants out of New Orleans. This is not fucking like you dude, look it's, at the situation. Pretty obvious, pretty obvious, if yeah. a dude's not played a down of football and he's still hurt to the point where he can't play football, he doesn't want to play for the freaking city. He wants to get out of there. That's what they've all been doing. That's what Kenny Galladay did. Yeah. Well, no, nah, because Kenny yeah. was balling last year. No, he wasn't. He got injured. He got injured, realized that the Detroit Lions were going to lose every single game, and then he got out of there. Yeah, bro. Just <coughs> this is them two are not right. The two jerseys I have on my wall is not. They're not. They, I don't think it's going to last. I still think Cleveland's going to be a good team, but they just need to fix some shit. But my thing, my thing with that Baker Mayfield question is. I mean, I I know Baker's hurt, and I know it's like the Drew Brees Drew Brees situation, but you got to realize Drew Brees is a forty year old man, and Baker Mayfield's a twenty year old man. There's a lot of mentality difference between those two, and you got to realize that one's probably more reckless than the other. Yeah, but that AKA Baker Mayfield. There, I so mean, dude, that's it's why just, I, I swear the problem is injuries. And, like, the same thing with the Lakers that you see. They're badass players, but they're just never on the – or the Nets, the Nets. They're badass players, but they're never on the floor at the same time. I think the problem also is with Kevin Stefanski and Odell Beckham now. I think it, I think something's going on with them too. Yeah, it but, I mean, it's also – Jarvis. Jarvis hasn't even been playing much this season. But Jarvis was the centerpiece to build what the Browns are now yeah that's why they don't want to get rid of jarvis jarvis literally is their centerpiece odell was was in there odell was brought in because of jarvis yeah they don't need odell they need jarvis yeah jarvis has that mentality that dog mentality of look if we're all if we're all not in this together then we're then nobody's in this together yeah he has that mentality but not odell that's why i like jarvis more as a receiver as a building a, a team around a receiver, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but um, there's other there's still other wide receivers too that still haven't been producing. Like, I just know Mike Evans or Mike Williams started off good, and now he's just dog crap. Yeah, like Mike Ev- Mike Williams was five, and now he's just they're playing the Eagles this week. I don't even think he's a play now. Like, cause Mike Evans, Mike Williams, like you want to say Mike Evans? Mike Evans is balling. He's balling. Tom Brady's feeding Mike Evans more than anybody. He's feeding Chris Godwin too, pretty good. I'm ready to see what they look like. Oh, dude! All right, so in the Saints game, this man Cyril Green or Cyril? No, it was Cyril Grayson. Yes. He yes. he never played a down of football at LSU, but he was a track star. All right, he plays one snap or he gets one catch against the New Orleans Saints. He was born in Kenner, Louisiana, born and raised. Plays a game against the New Orleans Saints in the Superdome or the Caesar's Palace Superdome. His only catch on the season is in his hometown, fifty or no. 80 yards, one reception, 80 yards, touchdown from Tom Brady in the Superdome. Dude, that's a dream come true for Never played a guy. down of football at LSU. For any Louisiana guy, that's a dream come true. He, he, he was signed to the active roster the day before. 
That's awesome. He had a phone call. The next day, he was put on a plane to Tampa. The day after that, he flew to the game, scores his first NFL touchdown. First touchdown in his football career. That's that's insane, bro. He's been on five different teams' practice squads. Never played a meaningful down in the NFL. That's insane. He said he called. He's had the. He knew the right numbers. He played at LSU at this, or he was a track star at LSU at the same time that um, Jamal Adams, Odell, and all of them were there. So like he knows people. He knows Fournette and all of them. That's crazy. I mean, dude. dude. Just, I mean, I probably in northern states they probably wouldn't understand us a, understand us that much. But like down in southern states, like down here in Louisiana and Mississippi and Alabama, to score a touchdown in any prof- to score a, any point in any professional sport is a dream. That is an absolute dream. I mean, to do that, like that, that makes your makes all the blood, the sweat, and the tears that you put on the field all worth it. I mean, that's that's what you're looking for. You're looking at just that one shining moment in front of the lights to earn that million dollars or whatever that you're getting paid, you know, to make your life better. You know, that's that's Just do that awesome. in your hometown, catching a pass from arguably the greatest quarterback. Exactly, of all time. dude. I mean, <clears throat> could you imagine the emotion? That's, that? that's crazy. I think I, was, I literally smiled when I saw that. I said, "Who? Who is Cyril Green?" Because he said he played at LSU. He never even played football at LSU, bro. He was a track star. Didn't he try to spike the ball and he missed the spike? I don't know. Dude, he like. Another thing I saw on Twitter, he literally just joined the team the day before. He shows up to the game dressed up in a Halloween costume as an old man with glasses and everything and crutches. He walked in there, and they put him on the Bucks Twitter. And then he comes in and catches a bomb from Tom Brady. Even though they that's lost it. the game, the Saints still won. But that's awesome for the dude from Louisiana. Yeah. Especially since we're in Louisiana, we got to report on that crap. Exactly. But um, another dude from Louisiana, from ULM, who was what's his first name? Derek Gore. Gore. Derek Gore. Yeah, for the Chiefs. Playing he's probably going to be the starting running back for the Chiefs at least this week, maybe. Score. He's from. He he played football at. He did play college football at ULM, and he was a running back. Did he? Everybody said he showed up every single day down there. Didn't bitch whine, complain nope. about nothing. Just showed up and worked hard. He's wearing number 40, and he's a starting running back for the Chiefs. Was, That's weird. <laughs> he, was, he was number 33 when he played for ULM. He was a running back. Uh, I believe he averaged somewhere around three and a half yards a carry and, and got, I think, over the double-digit touchdown threshold. So, he was – I mean, he was effective as a running back, really yeah. effective, even in the Sunbelt Conference. So, on the bright side, ULM – has a starting running back, but we got to look at the bigger picture of things. As of right now, Patrick Mahomes sucks dick. Like, he's on, been on the cover. What's, hap- what's happened like, to the Chiefs? They're man. horrible, and it's awesome for us, but in the grand scheme of things, your NFL team and your starting running back is number 40 from ULM for, uh, fucking Warhawks. Like, bro, the Chiefs are dog crap. They can't win. Their offense, they Although, barely won against the Giants. I'll give them that. But, like, 
Dude, they're not the Super Bowl team that we've been watching. Although I have said, I have said in the past, do not doubt the heart and fire of a Louisiana player. <laughs> no, but dude, I'm not doubting. I'm doubting the. I'm doubting Mahomes, bro. I know Mahomes does not look good. He looks like bad year version. Like Brett Favre had yeah. bad years, bro. Yeah, that's what he looks like right now. Like, he just needs to step back. And doesn't look like he's in sync with his team. Like, he knows what his team's doing. It's like he's playing Madden, bro. Yeah. Like, uh, we've both been watching the games and the highlights. Like, he look, he runs around. Like, he holds the ball too long. Like, he's even said that he holds the ball too long. He just doesn't look good right now. The Chiefs look like ass. I mean, I, uh, yeah. They're not coming back to the foot to the Super Bowl playing that shit ass football they've been playing. The uh, Chargers are too good. Chargers. The Broncos have a good core. Like the Broncos are still trying to win games. Like and the Raiders lost their coach, but the Raiders are still a good football team. Like that. I mean, there's a lot the of vision. Ain't nothing to play with. There's a lot of things about the. Chiefs that I have questions about, like who's the second receiver other than Travis Kelsey? Like who Dude, who, who are they it, throwing to other than Travis? I've been Kelsey questioning and Andy Reid. Like it's not. I still think that Mahomes is gonna be great, but and Mahomes is great, but it's Andy Reid. I just don't like he signed Le'Veon Bell and then let him didn't go. even dude didn't even let him play in the Super Bowl. How are you gonna sign a badass player? A five star like no a, like a Le'Veon Bell holds records like Le'Veon Bell's an, a veteran. How are you gonna have a veteran football player on your team and then just not let him play? Trade for him, I think, or they added him off the way. How are you gonna pay that type of money and not even let the man play in the Super Bowl? Like my thing, he's never been. Probably. My thing like, with dude, my thing with Andy Reid is. It's not shady, Lashawn McCoy, who's been there, and you're giving him like you know you don't have to play shady. He's gonna be happy winning a ring. He's he already got use one. His running backs, right? Yeah, he never has, bro. Like I've that's why I, I like that's why I've always seen. Even when they had Kareem Hunt and Kareem Hunt had that great rookie year, he would like hand it off to fucking Spencer Ware or some no name at the goal line, like. Why are you giving this man fantasy points? Why are you letting somebody who's not your best running back have a or, chance to score a touchdown in a crucial time? Or when you have someone like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who was literally known in college football as a receiving back. And not even the, that. And one of the best receiving backs at that. A mismatch for literally anybody on the field. And you're not giving him the ball in the passing game. Yeah, you're not throwing it to him. You're not letting him run at the goal line. Like you're not. Like, you're not. Do you remember him that play? Do you do you not remember the LSU Alabama yes, game? I when remember everything. We about handed it. it off to Clyde, and like there's four Bama defenders right in front of Clyde, and he sits there, looks at them both, and then just puts on an NCAA spin move, Jason NCAA fourteen spin move, and just like runs to the outside, easy touchdown. Next fucking drive, we give it to him again. And then Nick Saban, the greatest coach of all time, can't draw something up to defend a straight-up run play at the goal line to stop a five-foot-eight running back. Exactly. Bouncing off players. And we we can't – And these are NFL guys we're talking about, guys. 
by the way. Like I any any Alabama guy that we're talking about that starts for Nick Saban or most any in a, most Alabama guy that's what, usually goes and plays in the NFL. That's how it is nowadays. That's why I with Clyde, bro. I love Clyde and I love watching him play, but I couldn't trade Deloach for him. Deloach has traded tried to trade me De, uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire in fantasy football so many times. I'm just like, no, bro, stop hitting me up. Like I, I'm done with trades. Like I don't, I don't look at my phone for that like 24 seven like I used to, bro. Like especially this year, like trades. I've been saving my trade for the deadline. Yeah. That's what I think everybody should do. Be smart with trades. Don't sit there and try and over persuade people in your league. Like that just makes you seem like you're trying to fuck somebody over. In other news, uh, there is one team. That if I were NFL fans and if I were NFL managers, players, coaches, whatever, that I would look out for for the next few weeks. Uh, Russ is coming back. DK Metcalf is on the loose now. He's found his footing as that That's star good wide for receiver. People who own Tyler Lockett too. and Chris Carson's coming back very soon. Tyler Lockett is going to be much better with Russell Wilson. Yes, the Seattle Seahawks are about to take off, folks. And we're and if you blink, you're gonna miss it. Well, you say that, but I hope so. Like they've always been good, but like underachieved. They better step up. I hope Harris's fingers healed, because they've ever since they were in the Super Bowl those two years, they haven't done nothing. That's what I fear what's gonna happen with Mahomes, bro. Mahomes had those two years, mm-hmm. and now Mahomes is just trying to find his way so, back right now. So here's what I th- here's what I think's going on with the Seahawks. And every you probably gonna think I'm cliche for saying this, but it's kind of like the Madden effect. I like the Seahawks more than the Chiefs you, right now. You know how you know how Russ Russell Wilson is an X factor in Madden. You know, and he can spot any blitz going on. I I believe that's actually real. I believe that you know with Russell Wilson in, you know he can spot the blitzes going on, get the lineman in place that he needs to. You know, he knows that offense so well that he can call off the blitz. He can make the offense work better, smoother. I don't think that their backup QB knows of course the game he doesn't. that well. Dude, it's Geno Smith. Geno been doing his best, bro. I know. He's, he's, <laughs> he's just been doing his best, but that's what Gino. I'm saying. It's the it's the Madden effect. It's like, you okay, so you know you take Russell Wilson out. Now you can no longer see who the blitzers are. Now, now you can literally blitz anybody you want, and you can get sacks. The game's now slower. This is literally the Madden effect, in my opinion. Yeah, but, dude, I, I just – I still don't think the Seahawks are as good as the Rams. The Rams are so good, bro. I mean, Especially they got Von Miller. That's what we didn't even – we haven't even talked about that we yet. We got to talk about the that. The Rams yes. got Von Miller, bro. Like, they're – all right, so – All right, so let's talk about that real that, quick. That's the game he got hurt in. That's the game they lost in the playoffs last year, bro. Like, the Rams, they just have Russ's number, and it – I don't know if Russ is going to be able to get over him until he gets some serious help. I don't think they have enough. They're hurt too much, bro. Even though they got guys coming back, them guys still aren't 100%. So the Rams' defense now consists of three major star players that we know of, Vaughn Miller, Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey. Bro. Their linebackers are stacked. Uh, I believe they have another defensive lineman that's very good. Who is it? Uh, bro, they just have. A, I can't remember. It's not. They got freaking Matthew Stafford on the offensive they side. Got they have Matthew Stafford. 
Cooper Cup, who's been putting up literally all right. So Cooper Cup is having the best wide receiver season you can have as a wide receiver. He's been catching everything. His maybe yards, J- maybe Jamar Chase. Yeah, but dude, Jam- Jamar Chase is putting up big numbers. Dude, they're yeah, that's exactly. They're one and two right now. Actually, Cooper Cup is the leading receiver in the NFL, and then Jamar or Jamar Chase is the leading rookie receiver. But Jamar Chase is like up there with Devontae Adams and yeah. Cooper Cup this season. If we're talking actual statistics over the whole season, mm-hmm. those are your two best wide receivers in the league: is Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So it's fact. Like that's what I saw the other night, other day on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I, I, dude, Cooper Cup has honestly proved me wrong because I was gonna say because you know as as you know in the earlier podcast I said. It was going to be Robert Woods who was going to blow up, not Cooper Cup. Prove me wrong. I'll 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 take all the heat on that. That's that's on that's on me. But that's the dude's going off, amazing. Yeah. To almost literally, I think a touchdown every single game. This is what he's averaging at least one and a half touchdowns a game or something like that's what that. I'm saying, bro. And he's and got the best quarter. He's got ninety the, yards at least. He has the most elite arm in the. NFL throwing it to him. Nobody has a better arm than Stafford. Maybe Mahomes, but, like, it's Mahomes and Stafford. Everybody knows that. I mean, Josh Allen has a cannon, too, but it's Mahomes and Stafford. Stafford's the GOAT. Dude, you – we're talking arm talent, bro. Dude, Stafford's been so – Stafford's been so underrated for so many years, and I've been saying That's my thing with the it. Cardinals, because the Cardinals – I said it before to some buddies, like, the Cardinals are the new, like, early season Super Bowl favorite because they win those first three games easily. And yeah. then after that, like, they kind of struggle with their um, their division opponents, their rivals. They can't – they always have a tough game against Seattle. They always have a tough game against L.A. And then they have tough games against San Francisco, too, even though mm-hmm. San Francisco is – dude, they have way better – they have way better skill position players yeah, than San I Francisco. Agree. San Francisco has that good defense, and then L.A. just has star-studded talent around the field. And then Seattle's always had Russ. And then now Seattle has big-name players too, but dude, it's definitely the Rams. And I say that because the Rams went to the Super Bowl. They lost to Brady, but, like, they held Brady to, what, 13 points? Something like that, yeah. The Rams are that team, bro. Well, you called it. Honestly, at the start of the season, you said the Rams, the Rams. or the pa- – I said the Packers. You said the Rams and then probably – I said Rams and Tampa Bay would be in, would be in uh, the, the final. NFC, yeah. yeah. But is there anything you want to touch up on? What else you got on here? I mean, I, I got a few other players that we might need to look at, like Taysom Hill might get his first start of the season. Yeah, this so year. look. Jay, all right, so Jameis Winston's out for the year. Hurt his ACL. I really wanted to see a- Jameis do good, but I think I think Taysom is gonna have it. be all right. He'll be fine. He'll be. He's fine. healthy now. He's back from concussion protocol. The Saints are looking good. They, that was a big win, mm-hmm. especially with freaking Simeon. Simeon's not the long term answer, but Simeon. But Taysom's back, and they're gonna be fine. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, I really don't have anybody other than Taysom Hill. AJ Brown's been popping off lately. 
he's finally returned. Yeah, other than, Brown's badass. But uh, other than that, guys, uh, you can find us <laughs> on uh, Twitter. Yeah, hit our Twitter up. We're going to be getting back on that. And um, we'll see you all next time. We're going to try and get back to that weekly, a weekly episode. So we'll see you all again later. And see you all later. Yeah. <laughs>